This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Milwaukee. Start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, trucks, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, it's Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki. And welcome to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and, of course, David Hobbs Honda. And you're probably wondering to yourself, hmm, Great Lakes Dragway, huh? Well, believe it or not, yes, they are actually running today. Um, great horsepower weather here at Great Lakes Dragway, they just tweeted out. Uh, today we'll be featuring uh, the Street Wars, the Midwest Snowmobile Drag Racing Series, which you, it's one of those things you have to see in person, and open test and tune. Uh, gates and uh, staging lanes are open right now, so come on down, put on a uh, sweatshirt, and maybe um, a t-shirt or two. But uh, it, it's not bad outside. It's it's it. I guess the best thing you could say about this weather is that it's it's not too windy, so it's not that chill to the bone weather. It it it's it's late October weather. Isn't yeah, it? it's nice, and it looks like the sun's kind of going away, but trying to fight its way back out. So, yeah, great day for uh, for. Uh... Racing, you bet. Racing and and all sorts of stuff. Uh, man, of course, baseball too. I guess. Yeah, and we'll be you talking. Might have heard. Yeah, we'll be talking more about that. And in fact, joining me, it is Mitch Ross. I'm Steve Zotke. Is Jeff Orlowski is what they say on assignment? Yeah, you could say. Yeah, he's on assignment. Don't worry, he's, he's not suspended or anything. He didn't do anything wrong. It's just a, he's he, he has taken a day off. But we will be hearing from Jeff and myself as we uh, talk uh, NASCAR later in uh, this first hour. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but, yeah, last night, of course, the big news is is the Brewers. And we'll actually be uh, doing like a pre, pre-game pre show uh, today, Mitch. Yeah, of course, Tim and Billy will be will be in today as well at 2 o'clock. So um, we're going to get them set up too. So we'll kind of we'll kind of do a little bit of a soft open for them. Yeah. Kind of get you guys because I know everybody's excited about the Brewers and how can't you uh, be after last night's game. And I, I, I think this is a uh, – for the casual baseball fan, last night was a good lesson to be learned. That uh, yeah, you know, when it's August, July, you jump up on a six-one lead on the Orioles or the Royals or somebody. <laughs> it's no big deal. The Reds. You kind of right. You just kind of cruise on in. But you know what? October baseball is not easy, yeah. and the and the Brewers certainly learned that last night. But the big point of all this is that they were actually able to win and it's uh well i want to talk more about in in the last half hour of the show uh some observations i've made over the last couple days and how there's a lot of people uh i I guess you can see 
plainly see, uh, I, I hate going, I hate talking about the New York Boston bias, but uh, if if you listen to some of the pregame shows, yeah, you can uh, you can really well, tell I, what's going I on. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I mean those yeah. more so on the postgame shows, right? You know, you watch the you watch the game on Fox Sports One last night, and That's right, right away, about, right, yeah. right away, they go to the studio, and it's Alex Rodriguez, former Yankee, David Ortiz, who's kind of like their Charles Barkley, in right. my opinion, um, former Red Sox. But they're not really. Uh, well, I want to expand on this point later, and then maybe, of course. Uh, I'm sure uh, Tim and Baby, and Baby Tal should be talking about this more. Though, uh, I, I was shocked at how I, I kind of put a Facebook post and a tweet out there that, hey, boys, it's not 2015 anymore. This is a new baseball out there, and uh, right. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about more of that, uh, more about that in the, later in the show. So, should be a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, it is uh, should be a fun show. We're gonna as I as I mentioned before, we're gonna have uh, Jeff Orlowski in talking NASCAR, of course. Uh, Dover last week, exciting win for Chase Elliott, and some big changes on pit road in NASCAR. We'll be also be talking about that as they go to Talladega, and uh, of course, Talladega is one of the favorites. Uh, on the schedule for everybody, and uh, we just got done with uh, practice, only doing one practice session, and the quickest in practice was, uh, well, it, once again, it's 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 the Stuart Haas show again. It's Kevin Harvick uh, was first, Amarola was second, Eric Amarola second, and the fourth was Clint Boyer, and then you, Joey Logano with the Team Penske car snuck in at, at third, followed by uh, Ricky Stenhouse, who... You got to put in the that A group when it comes to restrictor plate races. This is a kid, and and Roush at least Fenway Racing has certainly figured out uh, restrictor plates. And when they're when they're at, t- at uh, Daytona or Talladega, uh, Ricky Stenhouse is somebody you have to pay attention to. A little bit of a surprise with uh, number thirteen Ty Dillon in sixth. Austin Dillon, of course, your Daytona five hundred winner, was seventh, and then Kurt Busch, the fourth Stewart Haas car, was eighth. So you had all all four. Stuart Haas racing cars in the top eight. And then Brad Keselowski, who's no slouch and is actually has the lead for active drivers with wins at Talladega with five. And then you have Eric Jones sitting there in the 10th spot in the 10th spot in, uh, of course, Joe Gibbs racing, uh, Toyota. So should be an interesting race. A lot of things happening in the world of racing. Of course, we'll also be getting a re- report live from road Atlanta, from Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com in the second hour. So that should be a lot of fun. And, of course, don't forget our racing news with Lori Monroe. Looking forward to that at the bottom of the hour. So let's go take a quick break here. And when we return, we'll be with uh, – I'll be chatting with Jeff Orlowski and get the latest in the world of NASCAR on the Final Inspection Show. Brought to you by legendary Great Lakes Dragway and, of course, David Hobbs on Honda. And uh, before we get to uh, my segment with uh, Jeff Orlowski here, I just wanted uh, uh, Dave Coleman of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel uh, just posted something, which is really surprising. It doesn't really happen in this market too often. And, and you hear it, you know, you hear my posts from my friends and other markets, whether it's Chicago, Indianapolis, Los Angeles, whatever, but... 
Uh, Dave Coleman wrote, not sure what's up with the local Fox affiliate here in Milwaukee, but the NASCAR truck race is not on. I can told it can be uh, found on the digital alternative on uh, 986 on Spectrum and Direct TV. Uh, only indicates a rear tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. So uh, I guess it's also available over the air, though, if you have a digital antenna at 6.2. But uh, certainly frustrating that the truck race will not be on the local Fox affiliate today. So just wanted to give you a heads up. Uh, it is available, though, digital digitally on your uh, antenna if you have that set up. And it would be 6.2 because... Uh, Fox 6 has, a, like, I think two or three channels, uh, alternative channels on the digital antenna spectrum, or whatever you want to call it. And then on uh, Spectrum, if you have a Spectrum, it's on uh, 986. So just want to give you a heads up on that, and uh, let's talk some more NASCAR with uh, Jeff Orlowski. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, along with our friends at David Hobbs Honda, 6100 North Green Bay Road. And um, here with... Jeff, the Polish pipe bomb, Orlowski. What's happening, Steve? And uh, talking a little NASCAR, of course, the big news is, of course, the marriage. It's, it's over. It's always sad when, it, when a marriage breaks up, isn't it? It is. I, I did not shed a single tear on this one, but, you know, surprising yet sort of not. You know, I, I don't know. And we're talking about Jimmy Johnson and Chad Knaus. Yes. No mas. No mas. No mas. Chad Knauss will be uh, the crew chief for William Byron now. And uh, Jimmy Johnson gets uh, a dude from the Xfinity series. Interesting stuff. Um, what's your opinion on that? I'm kind of torn, okay? I understand. Torn. What do you mean torn? How can you be torn? I know. I'm kind of torn because, you know, for Jimmy to get a guy as young as this, uh, how do you say his name? Meandering? Uh, meandering. <laughs> you know, get this kid out of the Xfinity series when he's at the tail end of his career trying to win that eighth championship. Uh, mendering. Mendering. Okay. You know, I guess it's tough. And. You know, I, I want to say that I don't think that the – I guess, you know, there there was a lot more problems behind the scenes. We kind of, you know, felt a little bit of the tension sometimes between Jimmy and Chad when they would play their in-car audio and stuff like that, and you hear them well, kind of bickering guys, back and but forth. But that's guys' things. Oh, I know. I know. I, I didn't think it was a big enough deal for them to You've make this change. You've done that with your buddies if you're doing working on something. Of you course. Know, if you're doing anything – if if you're re uh, um, if you're redoing a, a house or something, you know you're you're working in the rec room downstairs. You're putting you know, there's always guys start barking at each other about stuff. I mean, my dad couldn't move a couch without yelling at each other. So you know, and it, it could be it could have been in the same room. Yeah. So you know, I understand it, but uh, you know, I just on one hand, I think it's weird that he's got to go into the twilight of his, of his career. With an Xfinity crew chief. But on the other hand, it's kind of the same thing I'm hoping with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy. Mediocre Mike, which we'll, we spoke about in the Green and Gold podcast, which you can get. And how do you get to our Packers podcast, Jeff? Green and Gold then and now. You go to uh, the radio.com app under podcasts. You go under producers. 
and you will find the green and gold then and now, Steve Zaki and myself talking the beloved Packers. It's so awesome. Check we, it out. We don't have a guest next week, or this week, I should say, but we'll have actually should have a guest host next week. Looking forward to that. And as the season progresses, we're going to have some guests uh, call in and come in uh, for the podcast. So looking forward to that. And what's nice about the podcast, yes, we talk Packers, we talk current stuff, but then we also give you a little history too. So, and try and bring in, uh, like we spoke about the 49ers and the Packers, but also not only that, but they've also played on Monday Night Football previously, and we talk about some 49ers and Packer games of the past. So, uh, should be a lot of fun. I think you'll enjoy it. But getting back to Jimmy Johnson, yeah, yeah I mean, and hey, why should he have the same crew chief? Did Jeff Gordon? No. Did Richard Petty? No. Dale Earnhardt? No. All right. Because, I mean, you look at you look at in the past, Petty and Dale Inman. You look at Dale Earnhardt. Of course, it was Larry McReynolds. But it was also... Um, Kirk Shelmerding. Kirk Shelmerding. And you look at Jeff Gordon. Of course, it was Ray Everham, mm-hmm. but it was also Steve Letarte. Right. So, I mean, there, there's there been other it, – it, it's a part of the gig, and Jimmy knows that. And I think it was time for a change. And, I, and uh, you know, I'm looking uh, – Dave Coleman of the Milwaukee Journal posted it uh, earlier in the week when this broke. And it's, it's interesting. There's actually – you know, you look at comments mm-hmm. in Facebook or on a, on a, on a web page – and you usually do it for comic relief. Right. But actually, uh, credit to uh, Dave Coleman and his, his readers and that, there's actually some pretty interesting points that are be, being made. And one of them is uh, Bill Holland, who I know from, from up north. He's a media guy. And he you know he goes, driver and crew chief thing never lasts forever. And he, he mentioned the Petty Inman thing, Waltrup and Hammond, Jeff Hammond. That's a good one, too. Right. Uh, Everham and Gordon were great combos for years, but it always comes to an end, and it does. And maybe this is kind of what Jimmy needs. He needs something different. He, uh, you know, Jack Canals, brilliant guy, and unfortunately, for those who who n- know him, I mean, he's from the Rockford area. His dad raced late models in ASA for years. I saw his dad race at the Milwaukee Mile in a couple of ASA races in the number ninety eight, John Canals. But anyways, getting back to to uh, Chad, I mean, he's this is a guy. He's an innovator, and he's able to do so many things, but. As the years go on and on and on, he's been p- being put in this box by NASCAR where he he can do less and less and less and less. Right. And and maybe maybe this is a kind of a a, a change of pace, just a some you know just a new set of eyes uh, on on and ears and voice on the headset. Who knows? But I I'm, I'm I I think Jimmy is will be excited to do this. So you think this is a move that's going to light a fire under Jimmy Johnson's tuckus? Who knows? But what's the point you we were talking about this earlier? What's the point you brought in about um, Emberding? Emberding. Well, just that you know he's going to go into the twilight of his career (laughs) with uh, with this young guy out of the Xfinity series and how you know they couldn't find a proven he could be like Sean McVay. You know you don't know. Right, and that you're you're 100 percent right. Yeah, you know, it could be the kid that you know. Boy, once you went with with Jimmy Johnson, that's when his career took off, and you know they didn't win a championship, but Jimmy was the most competitive he was in years, and then he went with 
you know, Chase Elliott or whoever the next big Hendrick driver that comes in, hopefully uh, maybe uh, Larson, well, who knows what, you know, 20 years from now we'll be saying, boy, remember when he came on, you know, when he really came to prominence with Jimmy Johnson in, in 2019. Who knows? It could be. It might be an absolute failure. We don't know. But at this point, John or uh, Jimmy Johnson for, for Rick Hendrick, there's too much money put in, being put in that car for them to finish, you know, thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, and points, whatever. Yeah, and, so, and and there's a big hole there too. Well, of with course, Lowe's leaving. Of course, and those holes ain't being filled anymore. How many years do you expect Jimmy Johnson to still run in cups? It depends how this works out. Okay, so let's call. I it, think it. I let's think call it three be, years. He could be gone in a year. He could race another five. But I bet you it's somewhere in between. Let's call it three. Over the next three years, will Jimmy Johnson be more successful with me meandering, or will Chad Knauss be more successful with William Byron? That's an excellent question, Jeff Orlowski. I'm taking Byron. I think well, Byron you should. and Chad. You should. Because an experienced crew chief with a young with the young uh, uh, driver is the way to go. Yeah. I mean, I remember when they, there was people that were like, I cannot believe Rick Hendrick brought in Jeff Gordon and they're putting him with this Ray Everham. Right. It was, that was ludicrous. Not the rapper. It was, and, and because he, this is a kid, you know, he, they need somebody experienced. They should have brought in suitcase Jake Elder or somebody, you know, somebody like that, an experienced guy to teach him the ropes. No, it was, it was like Jimmy Johnson, you know, and, and Troy Aikman. I mean, it was going into the NFL. I mean, it was, they, they hit the ground running and off they went, you know. So I, I, Yes, I, I tend to agree with you. And unfortunately, the odds are against Jimmy Johnson. But let's see what happens. Hendrick has a good track record for bringing up young guys, smart guys, and on their on their crew side, Nat. And you know, he they have a good farm system. It'll be interesting to see. I I I, I think it's good for both. Yeah, you know, you're probably right. You're probably right. It kind of, like I said, it kind of caught me by surprise. But then again. You know, for years we hear them kind of picking at each other over the radio. So, well, yeah, but <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens. That's that was a relationship, though, right? You know, yeah, we'll see what happens. You I know, mean, you know I mean, look at with what we have with Rogers and, and McCarthy or any foot. How many times have we seen guys yell at each other on the sidelines? Then they get back to the, um, you know, locker rooms and then and the press talks about it. And, oh, we were going, hell yeah, that's right. They had already forgotten about it. They're thinking about, oh yeah, we did kind of get after it. But guys do that. They bark. Right. You know. Well, Jimmy Butler Remember, had the same thing this week uh in T Wolves practice. Yeah. Where he went off on everybody. So I mean, guys most guys yell at each other and it's over with. Right. Usually they don't carry grudges. I hear you. I hear Women, you. Women on the other hand like to carry grudges. <laughs> Yeah, for years. For for I decades. Had, I had two aunts that didn't talk to each other for twenty years. And it got so bad they did, I don't even think they remembered what why they weren't even talking to each other. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it, you know, and you hear that in, in families. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, those two. We can't invite those two because they don't, you know. And there's there's all sorts of silliness in this world like that. But when guys are barking at each other, especially in a high intense arena such as motorsports, football, basketball, you name it. I mean, that's you got to blow off some steam. I hear you. I I'd hear rather you. have a guy get in my face say, "This is this is what we need to do. This is blah 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 blah," and know where I'm standing, than some guy going behind my back saying, "Well, yeah, you know, yeah, whisper, whisper, here, here, here." You know, I'm the exact same way. Right. Tell it to my face or don't say it at all. Exactly. So. Yeah, I agree. But history says, yes, I think you're going to be right. I think Jack and Alice, it's going to work out better for for him and Byron and that 24. The only thing going against them is that number five because it is a five car. Oh, I know. Yeah, the curse <laughs> lives on. But, no, I mean, it, yeah, it, history says, yeah, they should have more success just because, unfortunately, and we've seen it with, with other drivers. Well, and like we've when said. You get old, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know. Yeah, these guys look great and everything, but I, it's, you know, Jimmy is what, 41, 42 now? Sure. You know, so, and he got a later start. He's not like these kids that are hitting the Cup Series at 22, 23 years old. He, he, he was a little bit longer in the tooth. And like we've said multiple times on this show, you cannot deny the talent of William Byron. That kid has been successful in every single thing yeah. that he has driven. Yeah. So, it, and you know what? The Cup Series is still hard. Of course. I mean, we've seen this. People are like, oh, he's a little struggle. Well, the Hendrick team as a whole has been struggling. Chevy as a whole. And Chevy, too. So, I mean, the kid has a lot. He has two strikes kind of against him. Number number one, he's not in a, a Ford. And number two, he's not in a Toyota. And just this is a down year for Chevy. It happens. Yep, I agree. So, all right, let's go take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more NASCAR and get news and all everything that's going on in the world of motorsports on the final inspection show brought to you by legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. This is one lap down for the week of October the 8th. I'm Lori Monroe and here's what's making news right now. It's been a merry-go-round week of NASCAR driver news, kicking off with the announcement that Casey Kane is done. Unfortunately, the 38-year-old from Enumclaw, Washington, has not been medically cleared to continue racing closed cockpit stock cars due to overheating concerns and will not be able to finish the season with Levine Family Racing. His doctors have not been able to find out what the cause of his condition is. However, he's been given the green light to compete in sprint cars because of the shorter races and cooler open cockpits. Casey Kane was the Cup Series Rookie of the Year in 2004 and has won 18 races over his career. And just like that, in an announcement from Levine Family Racing, four-year Cup veteran Matt DiBenedetto has been named the new driver of the number 95 Toyota Camry in 2019. And yes, a new driver and a new manufacturer and a business alignment with Joe Gibbs Racing. It should be an exciting year for everyone, I'm sure. And if that wasn't enough, there was an announcement last Wednesday seemingly out of the blue that Chad Knauss and Jimmy Johnson will part company and work with a new crew chief and new driver next year. Knauss will become crew chief for William Byron and the 24 Chevy Camaro, and Byron's current crew chief, Darian Grubb, will be promoted to a technical director at HMS. And Jimmy Johnson's new crew chief will be Jeff Mendering, who will be coming over from the retiring Elliott Sadler's team at Junior Motorsports. Rick Hendrick was quoted as saying, we believe these decisions will provide us with a tremendous opportunity for success in the future. 
In Canning Pro Series East News, 17-year-old Tyler Ankrum from San Bernardino, California, was officially crowned the 2018 NASCAR Pro Series East champion after last Saturday's Crosley 125 at Dover. Ankrum earned four wins, nine top fives, and finished inside the top ten in all but two races this year. He clinched the title at New Hampshire the week prior and finished 11th in the Dover event, earning him an 84-point lead over runner-up Tyler Dippel. As for the k West Division, they're back on track this Saturday night at All-American Speedway in Roseville, California, with Derek Thorne, the points leader, and just two races away from earning his second career championship. The Wheelan Modified Tour has just one race left on their schedule, the Sonoka World Series 150 at Thompson Speedway. Their 2018 champion, Justin Bonsignor, was already crowned on September the 30th at Stafford, and after announcing he'll be competing full-time in the Monster Energy Cup Series for JTG Doherty Racing in 2019, Ryan Priest will return to his modified roots and compete in the Wheelan season finale at Thompson. In Innovators vs. NASCAR this week, there were no technical penalties after Dover, just a suspension of an engineer for Timmy Hill's number 6016 due to NASCAR's substance abuse policy. Daniel Darnstadt was given an indefinite suspension from NASCAR. And for the NASCAR schedule this week, the Xfinity Series is off until the October 20th race at Kansas, but it's the big Talladega weekend and the Camping World Truck Series makes its return after a three-week hiatus for the Freight Auctions 250. Kevin Harvick returns to the Fox Sports booth Saturday as a race analyst, calling the action alongside Vince Welch and Michael Waltrip. They'll throw the green flag at 110 Eastern on Saturday, and you can watch it live on Fox. In the Monster Energy Cup Series, race number 5 of 10 in the playoffs will take the green flag at roughly 2.20 p.m. Eastern on Sunday for the running of the 1000bulbs.com 500, and you can watch it live on NBCSN. This week's weather brought to you by RaceWeather.net. It looks like a great weekend on tap for Talladega Super Speedway. Saturday's truck race will see mostly sunny skies with a high of 74 degrees. And Sunday's cup race, again, great weather, partly sunny with a high of 80 degrees. In birthdays this week, happy birthday goes out to Bill Elliott, Daryl Bubba Wallace, Darian Grubb, Dale Earnhardt Jr., David Starr, Ned Jarrett, Morgan Shepard, Tim Sauter, and Jason Jarrett. And if you're celebrating a birthday this week, I hope you got lots of presents. In social media madness, Parker Kligerman posted on Instagram that he's got a TV show coming out soon and he can't say much about it yet other than to watch for announcements. Still with Instagram, Matt Tift posted a picture of his two-year-old pooch, Sophie, Wishing her a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Sophie. And then there's Michael Waltrip on Instagram. He posted a video of himself with Phil Parsons and Phil's dog, Jimmy Choo. Michael was trying to ask the dog a knock-knock joke, and, well, it just got pretty loud from there. But this is the best one. IndyCar driver Will Power was at a television station helping promote the 2019 Detroit Grand Prix. Well, he tweeted an apology to the TV station, WXYZ Detroit, for walking out in front of the green screen by mistake during a traffic report. Bewildered. He just wanders out during the report of a vehicle on fire near I-75. Lost, says hello. That's all for One Lap Down with Laurie Monroe. Enjoy the racing this weekend. Whatever racing you enjoy the most.
This is Final Inspection with Steve Zaki. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove on 105.7 FM, The Fan. And thank you, Laurie Monroe. Appreciate all that information. And every week she brings it. And we certainly appreciate all that from the world of motorsports. And uh, this weekend, it's the thousandbulbs.com 500. Never heard of a thousand bulbs, but they are sponsoring a, a race. Uh, and, well, Mitch, you know, NASCAR likes to turn away from uh, stereotypes and whatnot as we get into the, as we close, closing in on the 20s. And uh, that's why. Well, actually, I lied. Apparently, NASCAR loves stereotypes because this announcement was made at the track yesterday. Oh, boy. NASCAR and Talladega Super Speedway enter a new partnership with Sugarlands. Sugarlands Shine has become the official moonshine of NASCAR. In a five-year deal, 2019 NASCAR Gander Mountain Outdoors Truck Series race at Talladega will be the Sugarlands Shine 250. The award-winning Moonshine Distillery Sugarlands Distilling Company has entered the sport by signing an agreement with both the sanctioning body and one of its most iconic tracks on the circuit, the Talladega Super Speedway. The new partnership designates, designates Sugarlands Shine as the official moonshine of NASCAR. Nothing says Talladega like a little moonshine, Steve. I mean, wow. You know, there was a time where... Uh, distilled alcohol drinks weren't allowed to be uh, a sponsor in the world of NASCAR. Well, and look how far we've come. And, Very progressive in fact, league. In fact, about 10, 12 years ago, I want to say there is a front line. I forget even what team had this. Had a very lucrative uh, sponsorship in place. And the NASCAR said, oh, no, no, we don't do, uh, you know. Because back then, or not back then, but I mean, it goes back to the roots of, uh, of uh, I guess, a lot of Bill France and the family, I guess, were, were not fans of, uh, of distilled spirits, as they say. And like to this day, uh, the Petties don't have any beer sponsorships anywhere under car. In fact, they were never, the 43 car was never eligible for the Bush Clash. Uh, at at Daytona in the spring if they got a pole position because they never carried the Bush sticker on their cars. Well, aren't there dry counties in a lot of these, uh, you know, you know, funny that NASCAR-heavy population fans? and I have a story for you. Oh, boy. This is a funny story. Uh, so little Stevie's about 10, 11 years old. We're going to Florida on a family vacation. And, Sebring? Uh, uh, no. No, it was Disney World. Okay. It was a normal family vacation in the late 70s and <laughs> we get in the family truckster we go down and we stayed i think you know like the first uh first night was in uh, nashville maybe and then the second night we you know couldn't make it you know the kids were getting cranky mom was getting cranky everybody's getting cranky so you know and the longest part of the drive when you go to florida is just once you get into Florida, because you're thinking, oh, we're here to Florida, but yep. it's another two, three hours. Yeah, it's like driving so, through Ohio. Where yeah, it's, you exactly. know, You're in Ohio, but you're 14 hours away from being in Pennsylvania. Exactly. So, yeah, you you probably cry. Once you get to Disney, you got a long – I mean, that's that's true Florida. I mean, if you go to Orlando, you're like, oh, okay, let's go check out a Dolphins game. 
Oh, no, that's six more hours. So we get in the, we, oh, look at this, a nice holiday inn right off the highway. Pull in, be a nice little clean, nice hotel. We sit down in the old uh, restaurant. Old, the old pops is going to get me a nice bourbon and sweet. Mm-hmm. Hi, y'all. Welcome to the Holiday Inn restaurant. And uh, what can we get for you? My dad goes, Well, oh, I like uh, a bourbon. No, no, you can't get that here. Oh, uh, oh, then whiskey's fine. You know, whiskey. <laughs> No, no, we're we're dry. Oh, dry, dry. We're we're dry here. He's she's, he's like, yeah, I'm dry here too. Ooh, let's go get a. <laughs> yeah. Now, how about a beer? Kitty cocktail. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, okay, how about just uh, like a Miller? You got a Miller or Blatz or Schlitz, whatever you know. Uh, no. How about no, O'Doul's? Even an O'Doul's. <laughs> we're we're, we're 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 dry. And thus, my dad learned what a dry county was. Yep. And to his dying day, whenever my dad went somewhere. There was a fifth of alcohol with him at all times. There you go. Cause it, so on that note, yeah. So we have uh, Moonshine uh, as a as a uh, sponsor in NASCAR once again. Let's take a quick break here, and we'll have a sports flash at top of the hour. You're listening to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by Legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbsonda. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Make sure to check out Great Lakes Dragway, especially as the weather is getting a little colder out there, but uh, still some uh, op- oh, still going to have some uh, weekends open at Great Lakes Dragway before the snow flies. And also, David Hobbs Honda, make sure, uh, hey, if you can't get out to Great Lakes Dragway, make sure to get out to David Hobbs Honda for your new Honda or used car. Doesn't have to necessarily be a Honda either. They got a great selection of used cars at davidhobbs.com. And uh, joining me once again, it is the Polish bite bomb, Jeff Orlowski and Dover. Um, you know what? I, I hate to say this, but this is one of those races. I watched the first 10 laps in the last 10. That's pretty much all you needed, wasn't it? Yeah, for the most part, you know, Kevin Harvick dominated, absolutely dominated the first two, uh, first two stages, and then had a uh, the hiccup with uh, losing the valve stem, so his tire went down. Frustrating and- weekend. I mean, uh, Stuart Haas was showing speed. But it just didn't show in the results, really, did it? Well, no. The weekend was uh, the race was a complete disaster for Stuart Haas. You had Harvick. Like I said, dominated the first two stages, had problems on pit road where the valve stem got taken off, caused him to have a flat tire, put him way, way back in the field, actually put him a lap down. Uh, He ended up uh, getting his lap back and having good finish. So then once the bad things happened to Harvick, then you had Clint Boyer and Eric Amarola that had really good uh, hot rods, and uh, it was Amarola's race to win. It it didn't. I mean, when... He so, had a huge lead. Right. And, yeah. you know, the only thing that could happen yeah. was a string of cautions. Right. And not only did the caution come out, it was his own damn teammate with Clint Boyer right. slamming the wall. And that was quite the hit. Yeah, it was. That was a hard hit. That was a perfect example of, uh, as I was talking about last week, if you're going to hit one wall, you're going to hit the other wall, too. Yep. Because he had no brakes, and he just boop, ran to the inside wall. Yeah. So then... Uh, 
you know, now Clint's done for the day. You get Amarola, and uh, so restart. Amarola, yeah. Okay, so he's restart a, happens, and, and then he, he what gets do you, caught. What do you start about seventh, eighth, ninth? Yeah, you know, maybe yeah, fifth to fifth to and eighth you, you, somewhere. You see in there. the restart, you go, okay, here he comes. Yep. Okay, here, here he comes. Here we go. There I want to see goes. this. I want to see this ten car because you know he's hungry. Oh yeah. You know he wants that win. Had the car to beat at the time, right? And you're thinking, you know, the guy's really po'd right now because of what's happened. So now he's, you know, he's gonna have the the bit in his teeth. He's gonna be coming. Oh, yeah. And there he goes. On the outside, you're like, oh, here he comes. Here he comes. Boom. Oh. <laughs> yeah, into the wall, gets taken out. And high, high, white, and handsome coming out of two. And yeah. There's a little too high, white, and handsome, wasn't Smush. he? Smush. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there took goes out, his day. Took out Brad Keselowski, too. Yeah. Yeah, took out a bunch and of And you know cars. what? I thought that was going to be 15 cars. I did, too. I mean- People, you know, you got the old timers, oh, spotters, this and that. But I tell you what, you know where spotters, really, I mean, spotters save money. Yeah. Because you know where they save money is when there's a wreck and those guys steer through. I know I'm a broken record. I talk about YouTube and that. Go go take a look at some old NASCAR races from the 50s, 60s, 70s, even into the, some of the 80s where you'll see a guy spin Coming off the wall, and here comes another car, full bore, bam, right into him. Well, the the wreck that broke Amarola's back, Yeah, you know, who was that? Was that Bubba Wallace? Yeah, I think so. Well, that but was, he yeah. comes around, right. and it was so far after the, uh, Amarola well, got into the wall. Well, on the track, though. He couldn't go. Right, I know. Bro. I yeah. know, but it it seemed like you one of those old those. school accidents. Exactly. You were you were shocked because you don't really see that too often. A minute anymore. after the wreck, and all of a sudden, boom, he gets just freight trained, you know, from the rear right. and just, you know, slammed and then ends up breaking his back. So yeah, yeah spotters do save money. But just a, a freaking awful day for Stuart Haas. And it all worked out great for Chase Elliott. And, you know, it's funny. That Chase Elliott, he was in contention to win, what, both Michigan races last year, got beat on late restarts both times, and now this year at Dover, he was the man on the late restart, and now he's in victory lane and punches his ticket, doesn't have to worry about Talladega. It could be all just pina coladas and hot Alabama chicks because he's through to the next round. And, um, you know, he looked very, very good on that last restart. He did. I mean, for, for, I mean, he was able to pull away from Denny Hamlin and it was, it was impressive. You're thinking Toyota power and Chevy, like I said, we were talking about in the earlier segment, Chevy power is not the, you know, really the package to have this year, but you know, I mean, he pulled away from, as I call them, the, the two punks, (laughs) Denny Hamlin and Joey Logano. Logano, there's another one on a Ford. So he fought off a Ford and a Toyota to to win. And, uh, yeah, it was very, very impressive. Uh, you talk about Stuart Haas. Well, they ended up with Kurt Busch in fifth, and then uh, Kevin Harvick did end up sixth. And somehow, an Amarola still ended up 13th. You know, not certainly it doesn't really help, but right. you were thinking, you know, well, that happens, he's going to end up in the 30th place or something, but. Right, but he went from a guaranteed spot, yeah. an easy street, right. 
moving on in the playoffs to he's below the cut line. You know, just uh, uh, just a frustrating day. Jimmy Johnson too. <laughs> he didn't even start the damn race. Yeah, that I and, that, and that's where I think you know you break up the team. You know, just we needed something. You know, yeah, that you that, know that was just. And I, I, you know, you wonder if Jimmy had a meeting with Mister Hendrick, as everybody calls him, and said, you know, uh, we we need to do something here. And uh, like I said, it's nothing against Jack and Alice. It's just. Sometimes you just need a change, or and maybe if it, maybe it was vice versa, and maybe it was look Chad at, that had Green the meeting. Mediocre Mike. Yeah, he got to go. I, you know, it just you know we were all excited this season, bringing back Philbin and everything, and it's going to look new. It's going to look no, it's the same old, same old, same old crap. You look, you know, look what I tell you what Packer fans, when we go out to L.A., you're going to see an offense. You're going to see. The offense of 2018, 19, and 20, when you go, you're going to be shocked at what you saw. And the other, but here, here's what we, here's what Packer fans, this is just a, we're, we're giving you a green and gold then and now podcast little snippet here, but because <laughs> I'm all fired up now because we brought up <laughs> mediocre Mike. But what we are looking for as Packer fans is what we're seeing in Kansas City. Yep. Andy Reid, 56-inch waist and all. Is re come out? I mean, it helps having Patrick Mahomes, but you want to talk about if if I tell you what, Rams, you can have the Rams and 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 the Chiefs on Sunday night and Monday night the rest of the year. I'll watch those two teams. I will they too. Are fun, they are fun to watch. Yeah, I will too. So, you know, come if 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 you're not if you're not. I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, there's it's still a young season, but. How many years do we have to put up with a slow start and a first and second quarter in second gear? When you see the Rams in a couple weeks, you're going to really see the difference. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is that's when the heat is going to be on. Well, the heat's already started. It is. People it are is. starting to come around. It's simmering right now. It's on simmer. But if they lay an egg in L.A. and you see, you know, Sean McVay with his 28-inch waist and, you know, all bouncing around, Mr. I mean, it, it visually, it's not going to look good for Mike. I know. I hear you. I hear you. So. It, uh, oh, and then uh, other news, uh, Matt D. Benedetto. He gets Good news. Yep. This is a kid, you know, we joke about his name. We made, you know, well, okay, you know, he, he's, he's a kid in the worst car. But you know what? He's still in the Cup Series, though, right? Yes, sir. He's a young kid, and he walked away from his rights. He said, "I'm gonna, I want to be a free agent next year." Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, guess what? He's a he upgraded himself, didn't he? Where 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 is Matt going to be next year? Well, he's going to be at Levine Racing, uh, taking over Casey Kane. Uh, car. That's an upgrade. That is, yeah, slightly, slightly. I mean, well, I said last year. When Kane, everybody was kind of snickering. I said, "Well, you know, this is this is a way for Kane. This is a way for Hendrick to bring up the, the kids." And the rumor is that Hendrick was still paying his salary this year. Okay, and it made sense for Levine, Levine, and 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 Hendrick gave him some help too. So you're thinking, and they had been getting better. They were from where they were for of the independent teams. They would show glimpses, especially like at the plate races, Talladega and Daytona. 
they would run pretty good, you know, and, and we were looking for, I wasn't looking for Casey Kane to make the chase, but I was looking for glimpses. Uh, oh, look who finished sixth or look who finished 10th. A couple of times during the year where you go, wow, hey, this car looks good. Maybe at a road course, maybe Watkins Glen or Talladega. He's mixing it up with the front pack or something. Right. And that didn't really work out. Well, now we found out why he's, he's falling out of the seat. But Matt De, Matt DiBenedetto, great kid. Read read up on him on the internet. It, it's a great story. And, you know, it, it's one of the, the feel-good NASCAR stories about a kid who's, who's – it just worked his tail off to get to where he's at. It is a good story, and so he's easy. I'm, I'm really for. happy for him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I am. I'm really happy for him. You know, we make fun of his name and yeah, D Burrito, D Burrito, and all that. But but no, he's a good kid. He is, we, and we should know, try and get him on the show. Yeah, and you know, uh, obviously our thoughts are out with you know go out to Casey Kane, and uh, you're not going to be medically cleared for the rest of the season. Well, so you know basically, what? his NASCAR career he is, is over. Going to have so much more fun on his sprint car races. You of know, course, I, and you know, and the good thing though is that he wanted to retire at the end of the year. You know, besides the medical stuff, I don't think Casey Kane was looking forward to finishing the rest of the year as it is. This yeah. is probably the best thing for him. You take the medical issues out of it. And I want to talk about it. We we don't you know we we kind of ignore the Xfinity series and all that. But Christopher Bell once again, the, the just, kid is amazing, man. Yeah. He him and William Byron are the two young guys that have all the talent in I'll the world. I'll take Christopher Bell over Byron. Though. Nope, not me. And uh, Justin Algar too, though. You got to give a tip that had him for where that team's been and everything, and and where his career has been. He's been looking very very strong. And pretty much any other year, you probably would have walked away with the championship. Yeah. However, Christopher Bell and you got Toyota, you know, behind them. I would like to stuff. see some like head-to-head races. Like if you could sit there and do like, you know, fifty laps at at Bristol, head-to-head Byron and Bell, and then fifty uh, laps, or then thirty laps lap, at Terre Haute, something like then, that. absolutely. And then, uh, uh, 25 laps at Winchester, and three blocks on a hover round. <laughs> you know, I would love that. You know, and sit there and do these head-to-head races, and then it, it would be cool. It would be cool. Um, yeah. Thing is, where is Christopher Bell going to be next year? That'll be interesting. I, th- I say you got to put him in a cup car, right? Or is it going to be one of these? It could be one of these two where he just runs half a season. I don't know. That see. half season is stupid I because, know. you know, you take yourself out of any chance of winning a championship in either. So I think he either has to go cup or he's got to go one more one more go around in Xfinity. I think he should go one more round in Xfinity. But if I was Christopher Bell, I would be beating well, down every what. door telling me to get get me to cup now. My prediction in July or whatever was that he was going to be in the 77 card furniture row. That ain't going to happen. No, no. <laughs> no, no that ain't going to. It happen. seemed like a good it seemed like a good idea in July. Yeah, you know it. Uh... How about that, race fans? <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, mark that down. Hey, Steve was wrong. Once. Another kid who's who's been just kind of struggling a bit. I want to mention who looked really good, but I, I, I when he's in, uh, disappear after this year, but he gets you know he gets a few more chances. Yeah, same thing. Easy to root for. Like that kid a lot as well. So yeah, good luck to him. All right, we'll be back more on the Final Inspection Show brought to you by Great Lakes Dragwin, David Hobbs Honda. Ladies and gents, 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.